Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Paintball Magazine podcast. This one features Steve Wingnut Littlechild from the UK Circuit, CPPS, NXL, and uh, UK Woodland Masters, etc. Hope you enjoy this one. It was recorded back on the 8th of April 2020 via Skype. So the audio should be okay, but he may fail out a couple of times as my dodgy internet connection catches up. Obviously, when we're back out and we're able to go outside and to events, we'll be doing more audio interviews in situ. So hopefully the audio quality will be far superior than uh, what we've been recording so far. But, you know, fingers crossed we can get out and to events in the next few months. So without further waffling, um, let's dive straight in with this interview and we'll be back afterwards with some news and what's happening with games and bits and pieces like that. So we'll speak to you later. Enjoy. So joining us on the podcast, the PBM podcast this week is Steve Wingnut, little child from various teams, uh, Vets GB, Turks, Tigers, Ugly Ducklings and more. Hi, how are you doing? Hello, mate. I'm doing very well, you? Hey, not too bad. How are you coping with the lockdown? It's interesting. It's a challenge, but we, we accept it. Yeah, it's, it's it's not ideal for paintball, but, you know, no. at least not we can get out so there. So much planned and, you know, we had everything kind of looking forward to everything, you know, the first event going on. And thankfully, we weren't playing the first NXL event, but, uh, yeah, we had plans for other events this year. So it's it hasn't hit us financially paintball wise, but it, it certainly changed a few things. That's for sure. Yeah, I got an alert on my phone the other day that I should check in for my flight returning from uh, Spain. So that's did always you get a nice that? reminder. Did isn't you it? get that moved? Uh, you, well, I don't know what's happening with that at the moment. That I'm not getting anything back from EasyJet. But let's not get onto those subjects no. because um, <laughs> everyone's talking about them and we don't want to be. So, right, first things first then. First question we've got to ask everyone when was your first experience of paintball and kind of when did it become more than just? kind of a, a going to a birthday party or stag group if that is indeed how you started uh yeah it, close my first experience actually was on, on sark i was out, out there doing a um like a tourist season selling ice creams for one of my sark mums. as in sark, the, the channel islands the channel of. islands of all places yeah a postage stamp size little island no cars on it just push bikes and tractors and that's it yeah and i was out that. there selling yeah. ice creams uh for one of mum's old school friends of all things and uh, struck friends with this guy who was having a 21st birthday party and he brought in a load of uh, guys from this paintball center from the mainland and we kind of rented out this corner of the island and had a little go around so that was my first experience that was 97 so that was my first ever experience um and what, then moving do you, do you remember what equipment they were using just as a oh, something horrendous um no no it wasn't pump um it was okay. hoppered um couldn't tell you the name of it uh co2 that much i do remember um yeah stones for paintballs um i remember ducking down um in this heather and i got shot four times by this guy on the top of the head and i tell you what i'm surprised i got up uh, i was seeing all sorts of things like the old comedy cartoon stars and little birds flying around i mean it was just awful um but yeah fast forward a couple of years and had another go with a friend of mine actually at campaign paintball on a corporate day um and then some years later i went again at Brickettwood, 
uh, with a friend of mine, and that's when we started to get serious. So that probably would have been 2007, maybe. I think Yorkie had been there maybe a year, I think, before we started going there. And that was go ballistic then. So, yeah, that must have been 2007. And it was with my friend Nick. And we, we went in the paper. We searching for uh, paintball gear. And we started going around buying all sorts of kind of old crappy shit that we just had to put together. And, yeah, just started to go. Do as you like, remember uh, your first, your first uh, acquisition, your gun-wise? Oh, yeah, what was it? It got lost. It, it, it got an air leak on it. And what was it? It's a very sought-after marker. I forget the name of it now. A silver thing with all these little pipes coming out the end of it. Yorkie gave me like this enamel barrel, this sort of like purpley kind of looking enamel was it like barrel a, for it. A, a cocker or? A... It could have been a cocker. It, yeah, it could, have, it could well have been a cocker. Um, it was silver in colour, uh, the, the main body of it. And it had this kind of slide-on kind of material wrapped plastic cover, cover yeah. around all the pipes and, yeah. and, and, the, and the reg at the other end and uh, yeah we went to see we got in um, in touch with John Owen and Chris as it was then at uh, Lips yeah. and uh, went over there and he, he got all this sort of custom paintball gubbins and we kind of put it all together and put a little drop down, drop forward ASA thing going on, I mean we, we tricked this gun right up and then kind of saw these old angels and all these kind of bits and pieces and you know we kind of went forward and i started marshalling at brickett word and started to get involved sort of more generically with paintball and eventually okay. bought myself an eye on horrendous gun until i started putting things in it again the iron was a, a staple for uh, many a player back in the day especially with the uh, tricked up russian league legion body kits and and all the black heart boards and you know yes yeah. so i went down again it was down cp but then there was something called lucky something something luckies and like a four leaf clover as a as a logo i can't remember the name of it i'm sure it's lucky something and they used to do stuff and i never actually got round to buying it but i had a whole list of things i was going to put in this in this gun to make this thing an animal um yeah. But um, yeah, and then and then my wife one day, Susie, she said, "Oh, come on, look, you know, I don't like fishing." She said, and that was my passion. Yeah, you know, I can't, I can't get on with it. We need to do something together. We've got no real passion, and, and and computer gaming was the only thing that we did together. But that wasn't anything outside. Can you take me paintballing? I was like, "Yeah, sure, we'll go I'll have a chat with Yorkie. We'll go down and knock around in the woods and whatnot." And she went, "No, no, 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 no. I've seen those kind of inflatable bungers. That looks pretty cool." Let's go and see if we can do that. And after that, we went down, and the rest, as they say, is history. Brilliant. So uh, Su Susie's the one that dragged you into uh, supper, then, really? Uh, yeah, as it stands, as I sit here today, yes. Okay. Yeah, as everything's gone, yeah, very much so. And it accelerated very, very quickly. So you went from literally, was this just Brickett Wood? Did they have yeah, supper at that it, point? Yeah, we, we joined Samurai. Okay. Uh, as as just a training um, squad, uh, not to necessarily join a competitive team as such, um, but to sort of go just knock around on a Sunday, you know, like kids knock around in the park with footballs, or you go play tennis or whatever with your mates. You know, this was going to be our thing, just to go down there on a Sunday, have a knock about, and yeah, enjoy it. But yeah, soon, yeah, 
soon we were playing for teams and CPPS came and uh, the GB trials of the ladies started and Susie went on that. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, got picked for the girls squad as a reserve. Uh, start the Banshees happened and yeah, off to Germany we went. So awesome. <laughs> so yeah. Susie was the international player before I was really. Yeah. Yeah. Scary really yeah. to kind yeah. of, you yeah. know, but one, one year like, yeah, just knocking around with, uh, with ions and things and then suddenly, mm. yeah. I, I suppose a lot of people go exactly that route from the people we've spoken to have literally gone birthday party, stag group kind of thing to go into a local site, which is really like talking to a lot of people. There's got to be more of a grassroots kind of more sites have got to start introducing people to the sport. And there's got to be some kind of uh, sustainable way that those sites can afford to have walk-ons and and people coming for training and things like that and and not have yeah. to close off areas of the site because you know the rental customers are their bread and butter and we all know that a rental site 20 customers they can make no. more money out of 20 customers than they would you know 80 walk-on players for probably less hassle at the end of the day no i agree i, I think there's so much stigma uh, around paintball outside the paintball mm. and i think if we could kind of do away with that stigma and start afresh you know oh look what's this this is paintball this is cool and it could be more promotable outside of the industry um i think it would probably attract a few more people um again you'll still get that percentage that'll come play once and go again of course you know it's painful but yeah you know it would be nice to see a little bit more relaxation in the rules to see a little bit more outside advertising i mean you, you yourself you see it when you go play nxl um you know you do see uh, billboards up in some other countries you know france yeah. i love it you know germany you see it uh spain we saw it uh, america we see it america you see it and the big um as you're driving down the road you get the, the like the electronic big billboards kinda, yeah build build well not not the huge ones but it's like these smaller ones outside hotels and gas stations and the likes and we've seen the psp advertised on those so, I mean, it would be wicked to see, you know, adverts in bus stops here and, you know, up on the sort of like the pasty billboards or on train stations just to sort of elevate it a little bit, even if it doesn't get any players, but just get some people watching it just to see what it's about would be fantastic. But I think that's all the stigma um, and all surrounding around the stigma. I think get rid of that or relax that a little bit and it might just kind of push into that kind of yeah. general public area, maybe. It's a bit. It's a bit of a minefield considering uh, people associate us with uh, gun sports and uh, exactly. You know, and, you, you... And fair play to the UK PSF. They do keep it legal and they do keep it, um, you know, on the right side of the law and you know, allow us to still play. And you know, it is it is a shame that the government, yeah, just won't allow us to get rid of that kind of gun sport thing. Oh, you're pointing a trigger and you're shooting something at somebody. Yeah, but I'm not killing him you know yeah he's gonna laugh it off you know <laughs> yeah oh this, this, so. this is something i think um uh, that we do try and get across to the general population as it were it's the fact that mm. you know people have written about it and we've tried to promote it in the, in the fact that paintball is, is a team sport it's about communication it's about self-respect respect for other people discipline you yeah, know yeah, and, and i've seen i've seen people um have organizations that have worked with disadvantaged kids and i've had those kids like inner city disadvantaged kids you know i, I was working down at a, a site 
or managing a site where we had a group of 20 come along and each one of them had like a, a staff member with them and with they're like yeah yeah okay yeah, we... what's going on and they're like these kids have basically you know ball stall where naughty kids yeah, 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 yeah. these are the ones that have been expelled from there <laughs> and you know they've been looking forward to this paintballing experience for months yeah, yeah. And it's something that makes them go like i got i better behave because i want to do this it's going to be fun and, and it makes exactly. them you know better, exactly better as people. a marshal at brickett wood we got that the same uh we'd get a lot of church groups turn up from london sort of central london church groups um uh, all sorts of people all sorts of walks of life and and, and that is i think the beauty of the sport that's a great leveler um yeah oh absolutely 100 percent and you know it's the only thing that you'll see where you can put anybody on a field and play properly you know so many sports out there you know, they separate genders they separate this they separate physicality isn't they do you know what i mean paintball doesn't do that you know look at me you know i'm playing on the elite field i'm 40 years old you know i'm not a small guy i'm not quick you know and i'm playing on and being competitive on the elite field so i mean what other sport would you know at the front line athletic sport would you see someone like myself yeah yeah you you wouldn't you know it's not about athleticism necessarily you know it's about this you know and it is about the discipline and the training and everything else and it is about that that is the leveler you learn to use that and shoot anything yeah yeah definitely and uh, yeah uh, but it's a very difficult thing to to put across to people when all they see is Ah, oh, paintball is some guys running around in the woods playing army, you know, yeah, and it, exactly. you know, there is an element of that to the sport. And, and there are people that enjoy that kind of element to it as well, which, you know, is fantastic. You've got so many different factions of the sport that are out there, but yeah. it's not just that is is so much more than that. And even exactly. the guys, even the guys that go out there dressed in camo and, 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 and play the woods or play urban events or play, you know, magfed events, they're still will admit to you yeah I, i'm not in the army at all you no, know I'm exactly they're there to enjoy to themselves and that's exactly. it isn't it you know it's a hundred percent a hobby you can get as involved and as deep into it as you can possibly want to get into it or you can just skim the edge and enjoy it with your mates you yeah. know it you can do as you wish and and that is the beauty of it and there's a section for everybody yeah and that that, that leads me on to the fact that um Obviously, we're going to come on to um, GB Vets team, and I'm going to ask yeah. you about how you you tried out and and, and uh, got onto the team. Um, but also, you play for as you see behind you, London Tigers, um, CPPS, Ugly Ducklings, uh, NXL, and uh, Turks, which is Woodsball. Um, you yeah. know, I, I think the only and I see you out there at um, the big scenario games as well. You were out there at yeah. Mayhem. You were doing some. Yeah clinics i think last year was it the year before you were doing some training uh, it, I, i've done the uh the twiz clinic as they call it at, at mayhem for the last few years uh twiz couldn't make this last one so i stepped up and did that one uh myself um so yeah yeah and again yeah get getting people that probably never sort of stepped onto a sup air field and and kind of yeah just trying it out and exactly. enjoying it you know it's, it's fantastic to see um so yeah um I think we'll come on to the other teams in a bit, but I really want to ask you about um, the GB team, um, the trials um, that happened. Yep. Can you kind of talk us through, like, how the hell would anyone, if anyone's out there thinking, like, well, I would like to apply for GB. I, I know the Vets is is slightly different because yeah. you've got to be over a certain age. And you, you 
you you probably have to have some history in paintball uh, 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 not necessarily but i'm guessing the guys that are of that age already have been playing for years and years and years that's probably more of a, yeah. a thing to say but anyway yeah i'll stop waffling you you tell us how about how you got into that yeah so, so gb um well we knew about gb from Susie's days when she uh, when we both started playing and, and Susie got involved with the uh the ladies team uh and, and subsequently played on there for she's gonna look at me and shake her head now three years yeah three years um so it was something i was very familiar with so i even in the early days i was going to the men's tryouts because i enjoyed doing it um, not that I'll be any ever good and, and um, become a men's player. Um, a lot of the guys there, you know, you had the likes of Clint Moore in those days and Ash Chaplin and you know, the old Nexus boys, some of the Tigers pros, Disruption. You know, you had some top level tier teams there and top level players. But to go and play with those guys really makes you improve your game. So whatever the the scenario is about how the team is going to be picked on whatever genre you're going to play, be it the women's, the men's, the vets, or the under 19s for that matter. It's a definite day worth going to um, because you're, you're stepping up your own game by playing with the guys that would probably be a lot better than you. And you, you learn so much so quick and these guys will help you. Um, so it almost becomes a clinic in its own right. Um, but um, yeah, so for, Ooh, four years it must have been five years i went to the men's tryouts and then i kept getting teased obviously about my age because i always seemed to be kind of the oldest team the oldest member of the team you know oh it must be your turn to do the vet next year you know no i've got another three years you know so it was always a kind of a, a want that there was more chance of me getting into the vets and than there would be the men's um so when i did turn 40 um, I was kind of expecting, you know, to turn up and there to be loads of people. But it, unfortunately, politics as always um, and holidays and everything else got involved. And there wasn't the people there that I was expecting to see, which was a little bit of a disappointment the first year. Um, but um, this next year, again, they, they changed it all up again and made it so much better. Uh, so, so many more people were there and, and it really was competitive. My God, I, I just wasn't really surprised about the talent that was there for people over the age of 40 now and yeah it was it was a tough day tough 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 day yeah 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 so uh rattler do you know who's in in the the team can you can you rattle them off or am i putting you on the spot there i can uh right i've got them on the group here hang on i'll tell you uh because i'm down bound to forget one i don't want to forget one no that's fair enough so we have Paul Burton. This is, this is it, just as they come off at Facebook. Uh, yeah. So Paul Burton, uh, uh, Wiz, Nikki T, uh, Giles, uh, Giles Marshall from Blow. I don't know. Yeah. People might know. People know him. Uh, Jason Ebden, Graham Tyson. Why do I feel we're missing one? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, that's it. Yeah. And me. Yeah. So seven, seven of us. Yeah. And who's uh, who's coaching? Um, we haven't heard yet. Now, before okay. this lockdown, uh, we were we were waiting for what event that was going to happen. Um, Ash had uh, Ash. 
um, Ainsley had um, an idea it was going to be the last one. And he said, look, you know, you won't be told what coach it will be until we know what event it is. And then the coaches, the rest of the coaches can get together and say, right, I'll do this. I'll do this. And I'll yeah, do this sure. one. Uh, and, and that never came to fruition. All this kind of went out the window. And I think Ainsley was more concerned about saving CPPS season with this whole COVID garbage going on. And, NXL and and the, and the 15s and everything else and, and fair play to him but um yeah it's yeah we never actually got around to finding out so hopefully we'll find out soon I was thinking about it this morning actually it does remind me I'll um I'll give him a message a bit later on so when when's the uh, or when is the GB event uh, or the sort of the vets event scheduled for uh, it's August Bank Holiday Weekend in Dreux, if I pronounce that right, in outside of Paris. Um, so there's still a chance that that may may go ahead. Fingers crossed, yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed. Awesome. Uh, and it would be nice, you know, if we could get a bit of relaxation so we could get together and knock heads for a few a few rounds first, just to sort of blow the dust off before we end up stepping on the t- uh, on the field again. But. But I'm pretty sure uh, most of the other teams are going to be in a, in a very similar situation. With, yeah, with I'd like to hope so. To travel, um, you know, and yeah, I, I kind of feel sorry for for the guys at the CPPS and and the NXL. The fact that they've had to take that tough decision and and uh, with with the NXL, they've mm. postponed events until later in the year. Um, Ainsley yeah. Dillon and the team at CPPS have actually decided that they're not going to do that and they're going to basically cancel those events and, and as they come, come and, and push as them they back come. yeah um, because you know you do get that I mean I'm looking at the calendar now post August and suddenly it's filling up with events you know there's not it a week it's going to be almost back to back isn't it just to try and squeeze everything in before yeah, the winter I mean, it, it, essentially the last events what technically probably October, end of October before. Uh, it yeah, that's literally. Uh, so what got moved? So Prague did Prague get moved to October or was that? I Spain? believe so. Yeah. Uh, no, it was Spain got moved to October. Spain got um, moved. So I don't know where Prague ended up. And I know. Uh, in Prague. I know it's slightly different, but uh, it's happening all over the calendar, not just a tournament, but obviously scenario events, North versus South, which is always yeah. on the back holiday in May. Yeah. It's now being moved to the summer. Um, what the was the paint? First round ECPL, yeah. Yeah. The first event, yeah. And then the Superheroes game, which was at yeah. the end of the year, is moving back to the end of the year as well. So it's nice to see other game organisers shuffling mm. around each other as well and, and trying to trying to jiffle the calendar around. Yeah. Which, but yeah, to try and attend a whole year's worth of events in what is essentially going to be a four-month season is going to be very challenging, especially for those guys coming out of uh, isolation and, and businesses that haven't earned any money for, no. for five months. Um, no, you know? it is going to be a lot of the guys. I mean, a lot of the guys that I I play with and play against are all self-employed, and I think it's going to be those guys that are, are really going to suffer hard if if they're. Uh, and I just heard it on the news this morning that a lot of people they they pay themselves a very small amount in PAYE and then you get this chunk of dividend, and the government won't pay anything towards this dividend payment. So if you're if you're uh, minimum wage paying yourself uh, with a dividend top up, you're going to get eighty percent of final, of uh, minimum wage. Yeah, well, I'm I'm in a similar situation where 
my paintball site's been open functioning for about a year but it takes a very mm. long time for a new site to kind of and any money that we have come in we've immediately plowed back into the business to make it better we bought a compressor you know yeah. compressors aren't cheap you know you're talking no, about they're not. six grand so yeah. with any money that we made we plowed back into the business and then suddenly we're like oh we haven't actually paid ourselves a wage for this no yeah so we we've if functioning on next to bugger all which is um worrying um mm. so yeah anyway we weren't going to talk about this topic particularly but no, no. <laughs> but yeah you're right people are gonna people are gonna mm. be in a situation where they got to choose to carry on working um as soon as it does open up and get back into mm. work have to postpone things like paintball fishing you know yeah. whatever your uh your you know poison may be yeah it's just the way it's going to be i suppose i know yeah we just have to keep home at the moment keep everyone safe and that's the main thing just yeah. follow everyone's advice but anyway we digress Let's yeah cheer, cheer up things. cheer up keep it light <laughs> keep it light so um yeah moving away from um uh, vets gb for for a moment um obviously you play with london tigers um yeah. exciting times um for the tigers yeah. last season um squad kind of came back pretty strong um yep. last season and obviously you've also got the legacy um sort of doc mini documentary would that be kind of uh was it yeah i suppose you could call it a documentary yeah so, is it a fly on the wall and yeah, uh, oh yeah very much so very much a kind yeah, of yeah. It's, it's real time um so it's kind of like an introduction to everybody um as the episodes progress um so this last episode the first episode that just aired was myself sam and uh john ellis and as the next episodes get released you'll see more of the team and more of the events as the year progresses um so this was more the first event so what, where, where can we find that where to play um well it is ready for release on prime amazon prime and that was our first port of call and in time it will be on there um unfortunately as this um again back to the covid we're not going to talk about happened yeah. um, um they decided prime that they weren't going to put any new material out um okay. any new releases um so that is with prime they do have it um but it won't be released until this lockdown kind of thing um gets lifted so at the moment so people can see it's out on now here we go i'm not good with names vimeo vimeo yes my wife just prompted me thank you (laughs) so it is it's 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 vimeo and you have to purchase it's two pounds 79 um okay we've got to understand that um a lot of this and it's it's talfin's um little uh, baby this and it has cost to him and only him a vast sum of money so yeah to sure claw some of this money back we, we didn't want to charge or he didn't want to charge but at the end of the day he's, he's had no choice so i mean come on guys yeah. two pounds 75 what's that not not even a pint in most london no, pubs it, you, you can't even buy a coffee for it at uh, big chain coffee suppliers yeah <laughs> well we can say costa we can say starbucks it's fine uh, we're not sponsored or <laughs> I mean, if if cost if Costa are li- listening, which they are not, uh, <laughs> I'm more than happy to take sponsorship uh, to keep me going. And um, no, I, I I completely understand, and anyone that's a creative within the paintball industry mm. will understand that generally you don't get a lot of return, and it it, it really is passion right. at the end of the day that makes and, you and do this these things. Definitely for for Tower Friend, definitely nothing to to profit over. 
Um, you know, he has again opened his wallet and he's dug very, very deep this year to get a lot of our old pro teams back, uh, pro, pro players back, um, who otherwise probably couldn't afford it. Um, so yeah, really, it's it's all him to be fair that we owe this to. Oh, bless him. I know he's done well, bless him. Yeah, hats off yeah. to him. Yeah, um, fantastic. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put up, um, sorry, my cat's meowing. Um, we'll put up uh, the link. Um, I think on the description or something, if you send that over to me and, and yeah, sure. if you can, if you can dig deep into your pocket for three pounds, which I'm sure you can to, uh, you'll get change for three pounds, change, you get change for <laughs> some popcorn or something, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll check that out. And, uh, not just London Tigers. Um, but mm. I suppose if, if London Tigers is your CPPS team, then your NXL team will be ugly ducklings. Ugly ducklings. Um, yeah. How did the guys do last season? We done very well, actually. Was it last season? Yeah, we did very well. Yeah, last you did. Season. The last <laughs> two seasons we've done very well. Um, so the season before last, we earned semi-pro status. Yeah. Um, and we got promoted. Uh, unfortunately, we lost a few key players, um, as you always do. Unfortunately, that did make the squad less competitive. So a decision was made to stay in Division 2. Um, and then we went, we finished, we start, uh, fourth was the first event, wasn't it? Fourth was the first event. And then we won Prague. Can't remember what happened in London. No, <laughs> did play London. Where was London? There was no London event last year. There was year, no was London, there? was there? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Oh my God, Amsterdam. It's because, yeah, it it's probably because you blanked Amsterdam out of your memory. Yeah. Yeah, now, now it all comes flooding back. That was horrendous, that was. Yeah. Um, forgot what the third event was now, though. Was it Amsterdam? Sean T.E. Sean T.E.? Yeah, Sean T.E. Yeah. I don't think we, I don't think we made Sunday in Sean T.E. Did you play uh, the 10-man? I can't honestly remember. Oh, dear. He's, he's, he's trying out I've, for the Vets I, team, I, bless I, him. I, honestly, mate, I've slept since then. At least once. Sorry, my dog is trying to throw a ball at me at the moment. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Ducklings is, is uh, they've got an outstanding track record when it comes to um, playing um, the European circuit. Um, they yeah. were basically, I think they're one of the few teams that played every single Millennium Series. Uh, not quite, I don't think. Do I they think not? Frank has. I think Frank Frank's played every event since the millennium started um i'm not sure if the, if, if the team did i know they played the first the team um i know there were some stats that it released it like a little competition didn't they mm. um, yeah and i know frank's name came up and i wasn't quite sure if that was as ugly ducklings or if that was just frank on his own uh, susie says yeah she thinks every single event they played in the millenniums yeah yeah which is exception which is quite a fantastic impressive. achievement really and they've carried yeah. out it through with the um with the nxl as well which is is yeah. good to see um so yeah yeah fantastic so um moving on from sort of tr uh, traditional or traditional um modern day sup air um turks you obviously yeah. play play woodland um i do well i try to you try to i, I didn't <laughs> play last year unfortunately um, okay. tigers took a um a, a very much um a front seat um and financially was a big drain. Um, Something had to give. 
and it was something had to give. So Woodsball unfortunately had to give last year. Um, NXL and CPPS did take over, and it was a real shame because I literally got my jersey, and it's been up in my spare room since. Um, and I had promised Darren I was going to play this year, and I had every plan on doing it. And uh, unfortunately, again, we are where we are. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully once this is all sorted out, we'll get back in the woods with them because um, I do enjoy it. I'm not a big fan of woods ball, not like the tournament scene, but like rental time, you know, all that kind of stuff. I've never really been a big fan of it. Um, and do you I'm enjoy your, your scenario games? Do you enjoy kind of big games or things like that? Or is it just something you kind of do? Yeah, if, yeah. if everything is kind of close together. So Mayhem for me is brilliant. I love them. I love Mayhem because it was um, very close. You could literally jump in and out of games. It was just the other side of the netting. You could see the game transgress if you, if you were um, if you weren't playing. You can watch it all kick off. Um, so yeah, that was my kind of um, my kind of enjoyment. So I got invited uh, by the Preds some years ago to go and play the Woods Ball. I kind of ummed and ahed about it and kind of went and I thought oh, I'll give it a crack and, and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Such a well-run event. And um, yeah, Woods Ball kind of became a thing all of a sudden. And I went from not enjoying it to kind of really enjoying it. I mean, yeah. do, do, do you have a, is it in your heart, I mean, Sup Air is going to be always number one and, and Woods Ball will be there just to dip in and out of? Or do you see yourself kind of sort of weaving in and out of uh, all of them or one taking over? One will probably take over eventually. I think there will, be, there will come a day um, where Sup Air will have to give. Okay. Um, because... Do you think it's the commitment side of it to be there at every single event and training? And it's... I think it's more financial. Um, it's I mean if if people could understand just how much money is involved playing the top tier teams it's fortunes it is absolute fortunes Um, so yeah once you come to a certain point in your life and we're thinking about well we're trying to start a family at the moment so yeah um, you know I think we need to sort of think logically you know can I or can we seemingly afford to keep travelling the globe, shooting paint at a thousand balls at an event? You know, I mean, we shoot crikey, thirty-three cases of paint per event. You know, so yeah. can we conceivably keep that going? Uh, playing eight events a year or nine events a year, sub so wise and have a baby and keep a house and you know do all the things you want to do outside of paintball can't no. do it so, so i think give. something will give eventually what and when and where i don't know at the moment but paintball will always be there you know the turks will always be there you know tigers will always be there so there'll always be something i can play you know an event here and there i don't have to play a season i can drop down divisions you know that paintball will always be there and i think that's going to be the most important thing not what faction but just paintball generally and I think you've got to make a decision sometimes. Oh, yeah, fancy doing that today. I'm going to go and have that, you know, and you go, sup here, you go run around the field or, oh, no, yeah. I fancy going to woods and I'll go and play a woodland event. You know, I think that's what we're going to do. Do you think it'll always be a, a kind of competitive tournament side of things or, or do you see yourself kind of relaxing into the kind of scenario side of things of no. I'll just go out and shoot as many people as I can in a day and, you know? No, no, I've got too much competitive blood in me, I think. <laughs> uh, Can't trust yourself. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, I, I got told off several times at Mayhem for shooting quite a lot of people. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I remember you remember you telling me at the last mayhem to calm down. Um, <laughs> I actually got uh, out to play which is a... you did yeah yeah that was interesting that was good fun that was i i think you gave me a pot of paint didn't you i, I, yeah. you, I came walking past you and you're like where, where are you going i went i'm out of paint mate oh come this one hurt me so i came and joined the game and like on one pot of paint i think i carried on playing for the rest of the day yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, and they were kind that's... of raining paint out the sky, like the 300 do with the arrows. And I was catching paintballs out of the air and putting them in my hot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that was good. It's good fun. It's good. To, uh, this is why I enjoy um, all aspects of paintball, because I, I, I love the scenario games. And I, I started off as a scenario player uh, before I got into like kind of, um, for me, it was a UWL, my first kind of real competitive kind of woods ball oh, okay. kind of thing, which isn't that long ago, really. No, I never and, got and, involved in the UWL. No, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's got a, it, a history. Just as we got into it, yeah. So it was, oh, we might do that. And then just with, okay, we'll do it. And then it just kind of vanished. It vanished. And, and then the mm. uh, UK Willem Masters um, mm. opened up. It's fantastic. Kind yeah, of filled, yeah. that, filled that niche that needed to kind of be filled, I think. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, just nice to kind of just get back out there sometimes and uh yeah just let people have it it's good fun mm-hmm. good fun crazy days um so we're oh my goodness we've um we, we've been rabbiting on for too long yeah ago. we've been rabbiting on for ages um we've got one new uh question which has come from um a joint kind of question from pete rugman who who writes for the magazine and uh, tom savile um some some people know tom as well um they kind of come up with this new question as basically you as a player, what yeah. would your dream team be if you could pick another, say, five people to join you on a team? You know, wow. so you've got that one, but you've got to be in it. So you've got five other people. Um, it wow. doesn't have to be from now. It, it doesn't have to be a current roster. It, you could pick two people from a modern day, like last season. You could pick people that you played with 20 years ago if you really wanted to. Yeah. You know, and, and pick yourself a team, you know, uh, either supper, woods ball, whatever you want to do. Who would yeah. you want, you know, five people that you would want to join you in in, in a game? And you're a competitive person, so I'm guessing you'll yeah. win this I game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough, isn't it, that one? Um, cool. Wow. I'm looking over my uh, over the top of the iPad, looking at the old... We've got a Tigers 4 picture from when yeah. we first started from 2014, I think it was. And I'm looking at that, thinking to myself, you know, that would be good to get get those guys back together again and you know i don't know or, or would i want something a proper kick-ass team <laughs> no i yeah i don't know i think do you know what i think i'd probably go for my old tigers roster and i think that would be that would be the one um go back and just yeah just have some fun yeah because we used to play a lot of the formula events as well and in, yeah. in, in John Soster's back garden and you know we were the winter series and Windy Orton's SPL back in those days yeah and, you know we used to knock around quite 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 good in those and we used to love it so yeah I'd probably go for them so that'd be Susie my wife obviously yeah. Nick, number one um and then next looking at the picture there we've got Chevy unfortunately he's he's long since departed the country he was a uh, American Air Force um well, it was a bomb technician, basically, for, okay. for a better way. <laughs> so, unfortunately, so I'd like like him back, but obviously, you know, 
current status aside, probably not so much lo- location. Uh, Tom Fian, um, there's Carl Dresch, uh, Gadget, Taylor Daniels, um, and Charlie Freighter, who has got married and had a kid since and not seen him since, not even messaged me. Charlie, message me. Um, so yeah, I think I've said you. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you, you better have said me. <laughs> Um, and, and of course, Coach Twiz. Who can forget Coach Twiz? He's there in the picture as well. So, All right, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you have yeah, a coach as well. I'll let me have a coach. Yeah, go on. So, yeah, those guys would be cool to have back. Um, yeah, there's a couple of other people involved as well um, that sort of dropped in and out throughout the, those, those sort of years. So, yeah, but just going what's on that picture. Yeah, we'll have those names back and so, have so- a throw about. So you're going for the rose tinted glasses back in the day when you uh... <laughs> rose tinted glasses. Yeah, I suppose it's better than these very focal binoculars that I've got. <laughs> on. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think think you're hankering for uh, yeah when you were young and sprightly, but you're still playing. You're still playing yeah. for GP vets and you know yes. you're still playing out there. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, thoroughly enjoying it and. Yeah, I think that's the main thing, isn't it? I think everyone's got a, a, their own agenda and, and stick with that agenda. Don't think for one second that, you know, you have to play this level or that level or go up a division. You don't have to do that. If you're happy playing scenario, stick with it. Magfed, you know, Supair, whatever you want to play with, just stick with your agenda and, and enjoy it. Yeah, I think a few people have said on, on the podcast and, and I've spoken to a few people outside of, of this over the years. And they've said, like, when when paintball becomes like when you're in the pits and you're playing in a pro division and it becomes stressful and it becomes, you know, you make a mistake or someone else makes a mistake and the coach is shouting at you. And, you know, people do kind of look around and they kind of go like, ah, I'm not enjoying this as much as I used to, you know. Yeah. And I, I kind of say to those guys please don't leave, you know, go and play yeah. something else for a while, you know, go and play scenario, go and play Magfed, go and play Woods ball, you know, and yeah. because some of those people will get that passion back and, and we're seeing it now. People yeah. are coming out with the, the, the classic series and things like that. That yeah, yeah. doing fantastic with and those people are coming back out and starting to play again and getting that buzz yeah. back and thinking back oh, 10 years ago, this was so cool. It's fantastic. And this was the brilliant thing about the, the GB trials back when is to see even some of the guys who have played up here, but are now just solely playing woods ball coming to do the GB trials. Um, so it's been fantastic to actually see, you know, those guys come back and remain competitive. You yeah. know, you've got Giles got the pick. Yeah. You know? um, so yeah, it, it's fantastic to see him. I mean, Giles has got long standing anyway. So I mean, you can't knock him for that. So yeah, but it's even so, it's still nice to see he's been out of the the sup air now for I don't know how many years. I mean, he'll probably message me and call me all sorts of names now. But um, yeah, and to see him running running around just absolutely murdering people for fun was phenomenal. Yeah. 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 It's good. I don't think it ever ever leaves you, does it? No, no, no. It is it is it is great. It's absolutely fantastic, and, and and I absolutely love it. But yeah, going back to what you were saying about um, the guys being shouted at, I think people kind of forget where they're at and where the people they're seeing being shouted at are at. So 
for instance, if if we're in, a, in a, an event, say CPPS, for instance, and it was mistakes and, and we had this kind of set two in the pits, an argument about mistakes and things. Generally speaking, we've already know we've made those mistakes. And we kind of know what's going on in the field. Um, so I think when someone coming from a lower division looking up, yeah it can seem a little bit aggressive but it's not necessarily it's passion you know yeah. and it's that fire still um and you don't want to go out there and you still want to perform and you know you've made the mistake or someone's made the mistake which means you can't do what you want to do or they can't do what they want to do and it's that kind of yeah and and that's the competitiveness and that's the real fuel for the team uh, and, and that's what I like. And that's the real buzz, you know. Yeah, it's, it's bad when people are actually having proper arguments, but you know, ultimately, it's all down to passion. Yeah, and passions do run high. I mean, yeah, you, you see it oh, all yeah, the time. Definitely. And it's not just you know, it's not. I mean, yeah, the passions run probably higher in tournament, but you get to say I've been mm. guilty of it in the past with my team, like having a go at people for not being where they should be, and like, <laughs> and you kind of you do kind of stop yourself. Go, okay, hang on a minute, we're all here just having a laugh. Mm. Like, there's no big money prizes to be won. No, no, I know, but it's it's that's what it is, though, isn't it? It's it's um, uh, what do they call it? It's, it's a particular sign for it. It's the glory, isn't it? For um, um, I forget the sign. My brain's gone again. He's getting old. I am getting old, Bless mate. I am getting old. It'll come back to me in a minute. Well, after we finish recording. Yes, I messaged you. <laughs> and oh, yeah, it, it was that. That was the sign. But yeah, it is for the glory, isn't it? You know, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if you lose lose the passion for it, then you know, like I said, don't walk away. Choose choose a different avenue. Choose something different because you know, I've got I've known guys that have said, "Oh, I'll never play supper," or I've got guys that say, oh, "I'll never play Magfed." Yeah, no, they've they've given it a try and they've gone. Actually, that was. It's all right, wasn't it? It's was good fun. Exactly. I enjoyed that. Mm. You know, yeah. There's, there's, there's so much more. All, all I'm saying is, don't, don't, don't bugger off to airsoft. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> on that bombshell. Um, yes, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, taking a, a slice out of your busy lockdown day. Um, oh, are you yes, still mate. out there working, Run or are you? My feet. Supposed to be, um, but obviously my wife's got um, bad asthma, so. She is one of the 1.5 million people that got the government letter to say, sit on your ass, do nothing for three months. So my work has made a decision to um, send me home to shield her for that time. So I'm at home on furlough <laughs> myself uh, doing the garden. <laughs> Lovely. Enjoy. Yes, thank you very much, Dane, indeed. No worries. Um, well, hopefully, we don't know when, but... Uh... As as our good old queen said, we will all meet again in we a Vera Linney kind of way. Bluebirds over the white cliffs of Dover and all that indeed. kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Hopefully it won't be too soon. Chin up and uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers, mate. Take care, Thank mate. You. Cheers, Dan. All the best, mate. Bye. Bye. So thanks to Wingnut for joining us for that chat. Again, his audio did uh, sort of skip in and out uh, occasionally, but I hope that didn't really affect uh, the listening too much. Um, we're looking forward to getting back out there and playing, but looking at my calendar at the moment, um, May, but uh, it is the 1st of May um, today as I record this. We're a little bit late getting this podcast out. 
um, purely because a few things cropped up and uh, I had to put it back a couple of days. So apologies for that, but it is here now. North versus South, obviously um, the Maybank holiday was going to be a week later in, in May and uh, yeah, that was the North versus South 8th, 9th, 10th of May. That is not happening. Anyone that's bought a ticket, I think they're rolling it over to, when are they going now? August, um, possibly. Um, I need to double check that, but yeah, it has been delayed. Not cancelled, but postponed. So um, yeah, a bit sad really, because the weather is absolutely gorgeous at the moment as well. Sod's law, isn't it? Lockdown and uh, we get glorious sunshine. CPPS for the 23rd and 24th of May, more than likely cancelled. Um, I'm pretty sure Ainsley said it was, but uh, I haven't seen anything put up yet, but I would imagine that that won't be going ahead. Uh, NXL Europe Prague, yep, we definitely confirmed that isn't going ahead. And uh, the Prometheus game that was going to be put on um, in May as well, that has been cancelled. So looking forward to uh, March, April, May, June. Um, Speed Weekend at the moment, I believe, is still scheduled to go ahead, depending on what's happening with the uh, lockdown lift, etc., Woodland Masters on the 14th of June. Again, we haven't heard anything yet, but as far as I know, that's planning on go ahead. And Borderlands, um, 19th, 21st. Um, do double check the dates on that as well. Um, I'm not going to go any further ahead in the calendar because hopefully by June, July, we will be back and uh, up and going. Hopefully, fingers crossed, this doesn't affect our Red versus Blues game at Holmbush um, in July. Really good if that could be one of the first games to uh, out of the uh, out of the stables, as it were, and uh, raring to go. Um, we really need to get out there and start playing paintball. I think few people are going a bit stir crazy out there. As for me personally, I'm still working on our site down in Newquay. Thank you very, very, very much to all of those people that have given On Target Games Newquay a like. Um, we have two sites: On Target Games Newquay and On Target Games Callington. Please. Do pop along to Facebook and like those pages. Please do give us a like as well on the Paintball Magazine page on Facebook as well. Uh, that'd be fantastic. And we are updating Instagram every day as well. So you get a little daily dose of Paintball in your life. Lastly, uh, it is May. Um, Patreons, thank you very much, guys. Uh, we still have a few bits and pieces available from our store. We still got a few t-shirts left, mugs, etc., um, if you want to pick up some bargains, hop along to the Facebook page and uh, send us a message or get on Patreon and send us a message through that. Talking of sending us messages, did you know you can actually send us audio messages via the Anchor FM app? So if you want to ask a question or just generally berate me for something I've said or something I've got wrong or you just want to chip in, um, you can actually record an audio question or, or rant and upload it to the anchor site and that message gets directly to me and if I'm feeling really mean I can lift it straight up and put it into this podcast so I do encourage you to record some questions and put them in and maybe we could have a little uh, Q&A section at the end of the podcast that might be fun Thank you to everyone that tuned into the live stream a couple of weeks ago as well with Ainsley. Really enjoyed that. It was a bit on impromptu. It was a bit uh, slapdash from my point, uh, purely because I was updating some of the software and I broke stuff. And um, with live streams, it's always easy to break stuff. If you didn't catch the live stream with Reaper, Dave Justin uh, Reaper, 
please do. Uh, there was an interesting chat with Paul Banks on there as well. So that's well worth uh, a listen to. Speaking of uh, David Reaper Justin, he is going to be our next guest on the podcast. So, yeah, some little bit of information from across the pond. Um, he is kind of one of the e-celeb kind of guys that gets out there and promotes the game for Titman and GI. So it's, it's quite fascinating to talk to him and uh, see what he's up to, especially during this lockdown as well and uh, how they're coping. Anyway, I, I think I've waffled on. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone out there that's supporting us through the Facebook, Instagram and Patreon. Really appreciate it. Stay safe out there and we will hopefully see you I don't know when, but we will see you uh, at a game very, very soon. Okay. Well, cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye.